Welcome to Save Our Sleep. Tizzy and the Save Our Sleep team believe it's every child's right to receive comfort, a parent's right to demonstrate love, and everyone's right to a full night of sleep. This podcast is not a medical or scientific volume, but a collection of tried and tested solutions and tips based on my many years of experience with babies and young children. Its main purpose is to help parents understand and avoid sleep problems in young babies and toddlers. We'd like to recognise the Wadawurrung people who are the traditional owners of this region which Tizzy and myself live and are recording today's podcast on. We acknowledge and respect that they have taken care of this land and water and raised children in this nation for over an extraordinary 70,000 years. The Save Our Sleep podcast is dedicated to helping you prevent and solve sleep problems while having some fun along the way. We endeavour to discuss all things family related, starting from preconception all the way through to an adult child leaving home and beyond. Some topics may be triggering. If you find this is the case, please reach out to your or your child's health nurse or general practitioner. Welcome to the Wednesday Crack, yeah. Midweek Crack. Welcome to the Midweek Crack. So, hello. How are you? Good, how are you? Good. So, Midweek Crack today is from Gracie Lacey. Yes. Do you know who Gracie Lacey is? I've seen her on the support page. but And Zoe named her Gracie Lacey. So, <laughs> Gracie Lacey gets another $20 gift voucher for her topic. <laughs> Gracie Lacey has asked about A2 why we recommend A2 milk and mm-hmm. A2 cow's milk. So milk rather than normal. Milk. Yeah, yeah. So let's talk about milk. Let's make midweek crack this week all about milk. Excellent. So it's interesting. I breastfed Killian. Mm-hmm. I, Dara had no problems with milk. He was breastfed. He had milk very early on. They gave him formula when he was very first born. I think he'd low sugars. He'd no issues, no intolerances, whatever. He was easy and he pretty much had any milk, no problems. Mm-hmm. Killian, I breastfed until he was about two. But I gave him one bottle a day of A2 milk. Mm-hmm. So A2 infant formula mm-hmm. was around. No, it wasn't. It was Bellamy's. I was giving him Bellamy's yes. formula. One bottle a day. And of Bellamy's formula. And he seemed to be okay-ish with it. But he kept getting pooey nappies. But I thought they were running pooey nappies just because it was different, you mm-hmm. know. So he was fully breastfed with one bottle a day. Then I was trying to get him off the breast onto cow's milk. And every time he had a baby... This was when he was like 18 months, two years yeah. old. Two years old. Every time he had a baby Chino, he would have like an explosive poo. It was like so disgusting. I remember with Killian once, Cadell Evans cyclist was like, had to leave the restaurant because Killian stank so much. And it was really embarrassing and it was really awful. And it was because of the milk. He would have a baby Chino and he would have these horrible runny poos. And then we went to New Zealand and I had Bellamy's Organic. We must have been on A2 formula by then. We must have been. Anyhow, we went to New Zealand and he was having formula mm-hmm. and some formula. And I'd carried tins of formula. And then he, we tried him on the milk. We tried him on New Zealand milk. And he was fine. And I was like, oh, he's fine. I gave all the formula away. 
um, he was much older by now, so he yeah. wasn't breastfed. He was over the age of two. And I gave all the formula away, and I moved him to the cow's milk in New Zealand, and he was absolutely fine. And then we came back to Australia, we had cow's milk, and he was really ill. Vomiting, diarrhoea, cramps, crying. And then I looked into it, and I realised that the farm we'd been on in New Zealand was A2 milk. Mm. Then somebody told me to read a book called the something milk the magic in milk or the devil in milk okay the devil in milk so i read this thing called the devil in milk and it talks all about the milk proteins and that's when i realized that you've got milk proteins dairy cows have got an a2 milk protein and an a1 milk protein and i got i went to it talk which was sponsored by the a2 milk company so of course yeah. it's going to be a bit biased <laughs> but there was this man there and he was or there was a man and a lady and they're really old they're in the 90s and they were talking about before one of the world wars in australia milk was bought off the dairy farmers by the quality so if the milk was nice and thick and rich and creamy the farmer got more money and then after the world war whether it was the first or second world war they were paid by the amount of milk. So the more milk they gave, the more money they got. It didn't matter what the quality was. And they were saying how there was a bull and the bull would go round and inseminate. So you'd uh, you'd pay for this bull and this bull would arrive at your farm and it would mate with all your cows and it was one bull. And at some point they worked out that beef bulls with dairy cows created more milk. Mm. So that's when... So it's something, don't totally quote me on this, but it's something along the lines of the beef cows are A1 and the dairy cows, Jersey, Guernsey, goats as well, in the UK and so on, are A2. Goats are A2. So these cows after the world war they all got mixed up and it was like the milk in australia went from being all a1 milk the drinking milk that people Mm -hmm. had for their food in their milk and tea and coffee and stuff all became a it all became mixed up yeah before the war it was all a1 after the war it became all mixed up so then what happened was, now your phone keeps ringing. Do you need to look at it? No, 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 that's fine. Are you sure it's not yeah, no, with no. our Uber Eats that's around? No, 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 it's all okay, good. Okay, cool. <laughs> so I used to travel for expos and I used to get really sick and get the runs. And I and a friend of mine calls it bum, bum sting or bum whatever, I don't know. And I thought that I was getting nervous about the expos and I thought the reason why... I was getting the runs was because I was nervous about the expos. But I then worked out it was some milk whenever I was at home. So what happened was, back to Killian, we had discovered that Killian could have A2 milk. Yeah. So we bought A2 milk, proper milk, cow's milk. This is when I got into all this. And then I discovered that when I was at home, I was having A2 milk. And then when I would go out and about to expos, I was having A1 milk. Mm. And the A1 milk I was having was giving me the runs. Yeah. But what happened, it doesn't happen all the time. So this is where you start looking at it. So people think they're lactose intolerant. Mm -hmm. And so what would happen is you'd buy milk from the supermarket and it might be 90% if you bought a different brand of milk. Mm -hmm. It might be 90% A2, 10% A1, and you'd be fine with it. Then the next week you buy it and it was 90% A1, 10% A2, and you'd be really sick from it. Mm -hmm. And then... 
people weren't making a connection between milk and being sick because it changes all the time. Yeah, yeah. But some people just thought they were lactose intolerant, but they're mm. not. They're A1 intolerant. protein intolerant. Yeah. So there's nothing. It's not that A2 is good. It's that A1 is bad. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah. So A1 is not good for the human body. So the mm-hmm. more A1 you have, it's not good for you. Yeah. Right. So that is where my A1, A2 came from. Mark my words, and it's happening already. I said five years ago that in 10 years, every infant formula in Australia would be A2, and it's happening already. And be really careful with the packaging, because a lot of milks say naturally contains A2, but it also naturally contains A1. Yeah. You want pure A2. Yeah. Yeah. And this guy told me once, one of the teachers from school told me that his friend had heard me talking about A2 and had gone out and bought A2 shares and I made this person into a millionaire. Oh, wow. I didn't buy the A2 shares myself. How stupid are I? <laughs> and I used to endorse Bellamy's Organic Infant Formula. Yes, I remember And then that. when I stopped recommending it, they, even their CEO had to leave because their sales dropped so much. Oh, wow. So I clearly have an effect on brands without even realising that yeah. I do. You know? We know that because people in the support area constantly ask about brands. Yeah. Now, you were asking about, were you have anything to add about A1, A2 before we move on to stages? No, no. I, you know, I have found myself like that I um, I get upset same, like, you know, same as you sort of mentioned, like, you know, if, if I have too much milk, I get really sick. So it's interesting. I think I'm going to try the A2 and see how that goes. See if it's different. So then someone asked about the stage one, two, and three formulas. So it used to be that all formula was just formula. And then they created this law that you couldn't advertise formulas, advertise infant formula until over once. So they, it's like they produced this toddler milk so that they could advertise formula. So it's like, they do all these ads for, oh, my toddler's on stage three infant formula and it's really good, da, da, da. And then, so they were able to advertise those formulas, but they couldn't advertise the younger ones. Yeah. And then it was like, well, how are you going to get someone to go onto stage three? And I feel like they did this stepping stone. I feel like it's marketing companies who went, well, if we've got a stage one from naught to six months and then we've got a stage two from six to 12 months and then we've got a stage three from... St- 12 months yeah. on, it's created. Now, you know what's interesting? Let's go back to Bellamy's for a minute. So Bellamy's used to have 0 to 6 months, 6 to 12 months, and 12 yeah. months plus. I was endorsing Bellamy's, and I was telling everybody, only by stage one. And yes. eventually, they created the 0 to 12 month one because no one bought the stage two, which again shows the effect. Yeah. Now, stage two and three cause night waking. Mm. And seen it a lot yes and people don't realize and then when they do realize it's like they run around trying to tell everybody i noticed one lady had had not realized was in the book had not realized we say don't move to it i was talking to her and i said have you recently moved your seven month old to stage two is that my baby was sleeping perfectly till six months now my baby's seven months and they're waking four times a night don't Mm. know what's wrong and then you go well, did you move your baby at six months to stage two? Oh, yes, I did at like six months and a week or whatever. Mm-hmm. Well, that's what's wrong. And then you move them back and they suddenly start sleeping perfectly again. Yeah. And then it's like these people, it's like a religion. They want to tell everybody. Yeah. And they're trying to tell everybody. And they're, it, it's really interesting to watch. And suddenly they go around the support group and every single person with a six-month-old, they're saying, have you changed formula? Have you changed formula? Like It's like they become a, what's yeah. the word? A, Bear with sore head. What's the expression? I don't know. I haven't. Yeah. I haven't. It's 
but it's good. No, what's the expression? It's when you constantly going on about something. I don't know. I, I don't know. <laughs> I'm but thinking of a Pied Piper yeah. where you just yeah. like get your minions yes. to follow you. Just you know going you know definitely you know yeah. Uh, now cow's milk. We start cow's milk at about 14 months, and mm -hmm. I would recommend you start with A2 cow's milk. You can put cow's milk in cooking earlier, but mm -hmm. cooked cow's milk, cooked milk is different to not cooked milk. Mm -hmm. And some people ask, well, can I stay on infant formula for longer? Well, you can. It it's expensive. Like when you work it out, it would be expensive to stay in infant formula longer. And you also might find if you stay in infant formula for longer, your child doesn't eat because they're getting so much nutrition in the formula they don't need to eat. Yeah. You've also got to remember, going off topic, but you've got to remember when a child is under two, they're growing, 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 and they need to eat, eat, eat. When your child hits two, they don't need to it eat slows. because they're not growing. Yeah. So people go on about, oh, my fussy two-year-old won't eat. A two-year-old will eat a massive meal at the beginning of the day yeah. and a massive meal at the end of the day. Now that brings me on to, let's do a second person's question. I noticed a question when we were looking for this topic by a lady called Andy Townware, I think yeah. it was. And she was asking, what happens if my two-year-old won't eat at daycare? Well, a lot of two-year-olds will eat a massive breakfast and a big and not eat for the rest of the day. Mm -hmm. They take all their calories in the early part of the day. So I would not worry about it. This mum asked, what happens if my two-year-old doesn't eat at daycare and then wakes all night. Well, the night waking is nothing to do with the not eating during the mm. day at two years old. At two years old, they are not night waking because they haven't eaten during the day. If they're night waking at two, it's because there's something wrong. They don't have enough bedding or they've never learned the skill to sleep, sleep all night. Or they've been changed into a big bed. At daycare, mm. onto a big mat. Or they've been changed into a big bed. Or, you know, something has changed. Or they... Uh, they're being aided to sleep, like mm -hmm. you're going in and you're sitting with them. But it's not and food related. And that happens related. at daycare a lot Yes, too. it's not food related. Mm. you know. And then what happens is you, if you start daycare around about that age, yeah. you think, oh, at night they go, mom, I want you to sit. Or they, they, they might not be talking, but you can tell they want you to sit with them. Mm -hmm. And then you think, oh, I feel so guilty because they've been at mum guilt again. They've yeah. been at daycare all day, so I'm going to sit with them till they fall asleep. But you don't realise, I'm going to read them an extra story because I've not mm -hmm. seen them all day. But you don't realise that what you're doing is you're teaching them to be insecure. You're telling them, no, it's not okay. No, it's you don't feel safe and secure at daycare because, you know, you. I'm going to sit with you longer. That you're kind of feeding the insecurity because the way to make children feel safe and secure is to put boundaries firmly in place. Yeah. So like a new baby or like daycare, if you suddenly go, if you feel guilty and then you suddenly do something like yeah. give them extra toy them or, extra yeah. or extra toy or something you are actually going to cause the night waking mm -hmm. so i would not be relating a two-year-old's night waking to hunger yeah i wouldn't be i'd be relating it to other things have they got a urine tract infection mm -hmm. have they you have you started sitting with them when they fall asleep etc so yeah. there you go that is a crack midweek crack for this week yes we will be chatting to you again on sunday we will look forward to talking to you on sunday for another episode bye guys you have been listening to the save our sleep podcast brought to you by the international baby whisperer proprietary limited you will find more information about the save our sleep philosophy products support and how to watch the mini clips that accompany this podcast at saveoursleep.com. You may find the Save Our Sleep social media accounts by searching Tizzy Hall on Instagram, Facebook, 
or Twitter. Please subscribe to my YouTube channel for all my how-to videos and to watch the podcasts. If you enjoyed the podcast, please rate it and share it with your friends. I would like to thank Kylie Zabo for co-hosting, Fundamental Studios Geelong for their amazing recording studio, Nick Dale at Primer Films for this production, and most of all, you, the listeners. Without you, there would be no reason for this podcast. Please enjoy, stay safe, and Kylie and I will look forward to chatting with you again soon.